SumaUp is next-gen body optimization from an actual doctor that's guaranteed to get you in the best shape of your life in 90 days. You'll be at peak levels for each of the fundamentals that drive your strength, energy, and even your longevity. It's a lifelong difference you'll see in the mirror, but also feel throughout your entire day. SumaUp puts more living in life. For full details on this transformative program designed for the demanding lives of today's highest achieving entrepreneurs and CEOs, visit www.startsuma.com. So JD here today with Lena, my co-host, and we're going to be talking about quite a few topics today, right? So the ubiquity of medical testing and what you can see personally without talking to a doctor, right? Maybe there's sort of some downsides to that. Okay. So an alternative to stimulants, right? There's a, so there are like alternatives aside from stimulants to treating ADHD, who would have thought, mm-hmm. right? Sound therapy. And then the last one is like what CEOs are doing and prioritizing now. And it's not yachts and it's not watches. It's not fine cars and super interesting. So Lena, what do you want to start? What do you think is the most interesting? Yeah, let's check out those medical test results. Yeah. And so what Lena was referring to is a, a Times article. We'll quickly share a screen here. And really what was interesting about this was the fact that there are so many tests available today. And a lot of people today can get the results really super fast. They can get so many types of uh, different basic results and, 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 and types of testing, and they can get access to it. But I think there's one challenge here, Lena. Yeah. And sometimes I get the results back before they have the doctor talking to them and they get the results back without an advisor in the room. Well, I found it super fascinating for a lot of reasons, and I'm really excited to dive into both sides of this. But my first immediate reaction was, this is great. Like, I think getting results immediately is super important because I know from personal experience as well, waiting weeks and weeks for like even a simple MRI exam result is super frustrating, especially if you're an athlete or you need to use your body, you know? I do see that it is quite dangerous dangerous for uh, life-threatening results because people may not be able to process the information in such a way. And I think the intent to add to try to fix a system that's not equal by adding this, that way everyone's on the same page, no matter who you look like, no matter where you're from, was great. And I really do celebrate that. However, it obviously needs edits. And um, I think investigating what those would be would be really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think when you get a a screening back, a biopsy, or you get a, a result back, of perhaps your your kid, a lady's pregnant or something, and it's not the most positive. Like sometimes those results aren't actually 100%. And I say this to illustrate a point. I had a recent test by Galeri called the cancer screening test. And it said I had an elevated measure of a certain cancer, lung cancer in my family. And I thought, oh, wow, I'm totally screwed, right? Because I didn't talk to a physician. I, as soon as I got the result on my phone, I was in the middle of lunch with one of my friends and I was, and I was just like, whoa, right? It's like, you know, yeah. and in that moment, I thought to myself, I'm so screwed, right? But I think getting feedback like that was cool in the sense that, hey, look, I can understand what my risks are. But at the same time, what are the downsides of so many tests out there that people can get without the right guidance and the advisor like walking you through? I felt like if I talked to my a genetic counselor or a physician that was in the room with me at that point, they'd be like, hey, this is a spectrum. This is what the, the data says. This is 5% of people are at risk. You're slightly yeah. elevated. Don't worry about it. Don't smoke. Or, you know, if I had that guidance, maybe I, I, I would have been you know a little happier. By and large, having these tests, as I think about it, like in, in anything, in terms of improvements, right? There's like the way I view the mental model is to improve a product, to improve a company, improve a, a business line or whatever, or improve your life. You can do three things, right? So it's more, better, and new, right? And okay. sometimes focusing on the more is not the best, especially when it comes to this. Like there was just a wide variety of tests that people can just order today, right? You can do genetic testing, you can do blood testing, you can do diagnostics, right? And mm-hmm. sometimes you, it's not the best, right? Given the fact that you need to kind of have some somebody there. And I think that right now, 
there's just like this age of uh, infinite distraction, information overload. And Absolutely. so, we, you know, there's, de- there's definitely different ways to, to do it, but I think I'm optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic mm-hmm. that the new, right, the new, the new cutting edge tests are there. And I just hope that the more and the better functions are kind of dialed in, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And like something really cool about the article was that a positive side of people becoming like Googlers and like, all right, so I have this cough. Like, what does that mean? What does that need to do? You know, I think something really cool about that is they said they were more prepared for their follow-up appointments because they were able to Google their diagnosis or Google um, certain lab results. And then that made it so they could take advantage of the time they had with the doctor in the actual appointment. And I thought that was really cool because yeah, like, you know, doctors are depending on who you go to. Sometimes they're like in and out and you're like, wait, I didn't even have time to process what just happened. I didn't have time to ask questions. And now I have to make another appointment because you're booked out for like three more months. So I think like in that way, it's super beneficial. However, if you are going to, you know, Mayo Clinic and you're going to all these like random YouTube or sorry, Google, Googling sites and you're like, what do I have? Then yeah, obviously it's not good because I didn't study medicine. Right. So like, I don't, need to be diagnosing myself we shouldn't we shouldn't misinterpret our roles with this information but that's hard and and like you were saying i feel like with this bill we should kind of see it as an experiment okay look at the results and then go back and make a new hypothesis or go back and and stage like a new kind of experiment here but keeping the same results and not adapting to our newfound information about like what you were saying more may not always be better then it's like cool that's fair like we're humans we're not perfect we're not going to get it right the first time let's go back and make those needed adjustments. Yeah. And I think that the article kind of ended on a, on a positive note about, or not so positive note about the Apple watch and the anxiety and the constant dings and pings, but like uh, yeah. your R ring and your whoop band and all the data that's out there, which is both good and bad. I think the R ring for me personally, I'm a huge, you know, longevity nerd. And so like that helped me out with like getting to bed at the same time, waking up at the same time, deep sleep, REM sleep and, and the like. And it's just like the consistency is so important, right? So the consistency is awesome. The challenge is like, you know, sometimes when you just overcheck it and over index it and you kind of don't zoom out, mm-hmm. you can be like, wow, you know, my readiness score, for example, in aura, it's like 60. I'm going to have a terrible day. And like, you don't want to reframe <laughs> your day based right. on what the data says, right? Yes. And so you kind of want to, don't want to have that you know, Pavlovian response, you know, from like, for example, those Apple Watch indicators. Sometimes your Apple Watch, I have an Apple Watch and just, alerts me. It's like your heart rate is elevated. And you're just like, okay, <laughs> what's going on? And too many of those notifications can, can really get you. But yeah, I think it was, it's interesting. Like I, I think I'm cautiously optimistic like anything. And, you know, I think that was kind of neat that they were talking about just the developments, but also at least like the the next one, which was uh, the the point that you brought up about the the brown noise article. That was really interesting. And so what was your thought about that one? The ADHD therapeutic the alternative that with noise, brown noise, right? Yeah, actually, I I didn't even notice that there were like different colors of noise before. So this was, I was being very educated now that I was like reading this article. And I was like, actually, I love brown noise. Like I love listening to rain that is so relaxing. And, you know, they talk about like how there's positive and negative ions and things like that. And listening to like falling uh, water and stuff like that actually does reduce your stress levels. And, and I don't know, I think like in this day and age where, yeah, like Western medicine, at least in our culture is so prevalent. It's really cool to kind of find alternative ways. Like also what you were saying and that maybe trying something to help us that doesn't have to do with taking a pill you know what I mean so I don't know I really liked what you were saying about that as well what what was that point again about 
Yeah, it's like, you know, we just have this instant gratification, I guess, fix that's going on. There's so many movements right now going on. And a pill is like the like just an example of that. Just to get a pill, get a reaction, and then that's it, right? The challenge mm-hmm. with that is with ADHD, for example, some of the medications, and I'm not saying this as a physician, for example, but some of the medications are habit forming and they're kind of like um, they're amphetamines, right? For lack of better derivatives of that, right? Not exactly. But the thing is that just prescribing stimulants nonstop, right? And not thinking about the games, like there's an ADHD game that's going out that's going to be released for kids or noise, right? Sometimes like for me personally, I'm a huge, you know, productivity nerd. And so I'm obsessed with something called Brain FM. And this app, I just put it on, crank out, you know, my headphones, obviously, and and just listen to it. And it just helps me focus. And I'm not entirely sure if it's brown noise or it's violet noise, but it's some sort of color of noise and it definitely helps. Right. And so yeah. I don't have an addiction to it, but I can say I use it five, That's- you know, five out of like seven days of the week. Right. And so, yeah, maybe I am addicted to it, but I think what was really cool about the article was noise can be a form of therapy, calming people, relaxing people, or amping up your energy for helping you focus. There are so many different functions and so many different benefits from noise therapy. That that was really fascinating for me. Yeah, kind of almost like music therapy too. You know, it's like, I, I've heard of music therapy, but I never heard of like that separate section noise therapy as well. And like, even if it is a placebo effect, I loved that they ended the article with a quote about like, if you find your happy place, if you're calm, it doesn't matter like how you got there, just like bask in it you know what I mean there's no need to for someone else to be like oh that like wasn't true and it's a placebo and yada 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 but if someone else is at peace with this noise you know it's actually working for them let it work for them and I really liked that like that was really cool because they were saying it's still kind of developing it's not like a strict science but it's cool and it's also like affordable right it's way more affordable than getting some some drugs from the pharmacy or getting something and I mean there are worse addictions you could have to like no than noise right you know yes addicted to Taylor Swift or some or for example or some (laughs) some musician right that people are obsessed with but I think you know this is really interesting that it, it is kind of coming up to, you know, just the, the public conscious, right? And so typically when yeah. the Times or the WSA, like Wall Street Journal has this, it means like they're kind of lagging, right? Because people are already just doing it right now. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting that there's a possibility of alternatives for ADHD treatment and so forth, alternatives beyond just the typical, hey, here's your meds, see you later type deal, oh, right? Absolutely. That was that was kind of interesting. And, you know, I think overall though, this this need to get away, what, what is your thought about, about that instant gratification fix like that, that's just like prevalent, right? People want to become famous overnight. Yeah. Like, you, know, you know, it's like, you know, they want to be Instagram famous or Facebook famous or on TikTok. Like, what do you, what's your reaction to that? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, yes, I struggle with that. Like definitely identify. Um, I think also the instant gratification part goes with, and this is where I am like in my journey is I need to focus more and I'm getting better on it, but I need to focus more on the process and not the product or like the journey, not the destination, you know, because I feel like instant gratification is all about the destination. Like, I don't really care how I get there. Just like, I want to get there and I want to get there now. And it's like, okay, but when you get there, you're still going to want something else, right? It's not like the end of the road. So I like the idea of removing this kind of perfectionism that I think also kind of comes with my instant gratification and letting myself learn, make these mistakes, learn from them, keep going one foot in front of the other and just enjoy that aspect of life. Like I still want to live and I think instant gratification just, I don't know, dulls it or takes it away. Do you kind of feel the same way? Yeah, it's like, I I view life like a bunch of W's, wins and losses, right? And I think, you know, you life really, for me, what's really worth for me is it's not what happens to you but it's what your reaction is to what happens to you, right? And so when you get an L, everyone can get 
W's and like, they can be fine, yeah. right? But really like what happens and your success is rooted in how well you handle those L's and how well you pivot. Mm-hmm. And just kind of thinking about people that have already made it across their journey, that kind of leads to like the, the last thought I had. It was like that article about Jeff Bezos and the C, right? Yeah. But according to that article, you know, according to this idea, maybe they haven't made it, right? So right. you think, hey, look, you're effectively on Forbes 400, you're on top of the world. What's missing, right? right? And I think this is really interesting to see that this is like the new thing, right? To be healthy, to live longer, to like look the part, right? Mm-hmm. To look Instagram fit, right? is like a big deal. And, you know, Elon Musk getting quote unquote shame. That was kind of fascinating too, right? But that was, that was sad. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't about that. No, I get it. I get it. I was, I was, I was surprised, right? And I thought, you know, making three companies and working a hundred hour weeks, right. Would get you some protection from that. But I guess everyone's kind of just held to a higher standard now. Uh, Oh my God. Yeah. Unreal, real standards. Let's celebrate being healthy, right? Like let's celebrate wanting to better yourselves physically and mentally. However, you don't have to have abs to be healthy or even to be fit. Like you can be perfectly fine and not have abs. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's funny because I think, you know, there, everyone has, I guess, a, a quote unquote journey that they want to go on. Mm-hmm. And everyone has like a missing piece. Everyone has a missing piece, right? And no matter where you go, like you were talking about that, that last point about that journey, like no matter where you go, like even if you get to your destination, which is like, hey, like in 10 years, I want to be at X station in my life, right? Even when we get to that station, there's mm-hmm. going to be something else, right? And so I think really it's yes, okay, like let's stop objectivizing everyone. But at the same time, I think it's like embracing the journey. We should all think about like embracing the journey, right? In the station. Uh, yeah. in the hustle as opposed to the result, right? And I think what's really interesting about that article to me is that, you know, these uh, people just like inherently just want to show off a little bit, right? Everyone wants to show off and it's like ubiquitous and there's nothing wrong with it, I guess. Like vanity is not, you know, a a bad thing in itself, right? You know, getting in the best shape of your life may make you live longer and reduce your likelihood of cardiac and stroke and dementia and heart disease. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you know, maybe you don't need to kind of puzzle or uh, social media, right? Do it for yourself. Have a good why. But you know, it's that's just like my my view on it. But I think you know it was very fascinating. Just kind of looking through just the fact that testing's ubiquitous, right? The fact that you don't just have to get on uh, stimulants and so forth. And you know, uh, when you make it to the top, maybe you haven't made it to the top. You know, when you're on the Force 400 and World Retrospan or successful in the career world, maybe there are some other mountains left to climb. That was like my big takeaway. And also like what you were saying with that, that missing link, it's like in Maslow's hierarchy of needs for someone who's working on survival, they are just trying to get those bottom needs met. Like they're going to spend all their time trying to capture that. But for someone like Elon Musk, who has infinite am- amounts of money and able to secure those physiological needs, they're able to kind of move up that pyramid without sacrificing anything else. And so in a way, we have to look at people's status and, and not just compare someone with nothing to someone with everything, right? Because the amount of time that these two groups have is completely different, right? Yeah. And the resources and uh, their personal preferences, likes, differences, right? And they're, even their health too, right? Maybe they, they have predispositions to diabetes or something, but everyone's going through some sort of, uh, you know, journey and struggle. And I think we all have to maybe embrace it. 